Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who put the fine in fine woodworking. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. Dang it, Matt. You need to change the date. What's the date on Friday? Cares. It's Friday. Uh, no, no, no. I care. It's an organizational <laughs> thing. It's the sixteenth. Sixteenth of December. Oh, oh man, Matt. When you Last these shopping tabs, weekend before Christmas. Change the number. Change the date. I'm gonna dock this from your Patreon money. You had one job, Matt. One job. One Matt. job. I know. I'm supposed to do it every week too. Sitting there with your oh. fancy turtleneck. You like that? What a jerk. All right. Well, <sighs> hey, it's the weekend show. <laughs> Uh, we're having a good time we're a little punch drunk and uh just quick announcement Uh, this is going to be the last show for the year we are actually taking a couple of weeks off to rest our voices to let matt finish his stupid saw that he's building uh it's pretty stupid yeah and uh we will be back in business as usual on january 2nd i believe that is a monday um so we're going to take a couple weeks off and hopefully you will allow us to do that without griping too much when we're sorry but not that sorry because it's you know family vacation holiday all that good stuff it's very important to rest up recharge your batteries um so yeah we'll see you in 2017 but in the meantime focus on the other stuff we have to do yeah there's lots of other things going on (laughs) i was gonna say i don't know about you i haven't taken no vacation man i gotta stopping i gotta say i think we actually did pretty dang good because the person who records the the broadcast we kind of i went through an entire move and you know got into this house and the show was pretty much uninterrupted that's not yeah. too bad, frankly. I mean, not to pat myself on the back, you know, for something I, I simple. I just but. have to laugh right now because I realize no one can see this. Oh, okay. It just changed. But Mark's camera was so dark and blacked out because it's focusing on the monitors behind him. It looks like one of those like confession shows. All we need is <laughs> the electronic, out. you know. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Disguise your voice. Because it's like one of those images where the face is blurred out and in a darkened room. You know, it's like he's trying to hide from us here. I've got light here I could turn on, but it's it's a lot of work. I got to reach behind the monitor. You look better in silhouette, actually. Thank you. Just discovered that. I look better when you can't see the detail, is what you're saying. Oh, wow. I would agree with you on that one. I did shave my beard, so I'm not looking as svelte as I did last week. 
They're going to kick you out of Colorado. <sighs> they might. They might. You know, everyone, as soon as I shaved it, right? You go around, everybody's like, oh, I'm not sure I like the beard. You know, I'm talking about my family here. Not sure I like it. And then I shave it, and everybody's like, oh, it looks terrible. You like you look awful. <laughs> you look how you used to look. Yeah. Terrible. I, you look like you used to look for forty years. Uh, all right, so let's get into our question here. This one's from Jonathan Joshua Luther, and it actually kind of I'm going to talk. We're, we'll talk about this on a sort of larger scale, more general um, conversation about it. We're talking about um, when you're buying new tools or you're buying a particular setup, and you have the option to buy cheap, which allows you to then buy more accessories and other things. Excuse me, God, this is terrible. I can't help it. It just happens, guys. I'm sorry. Or do you spend more money, you know, buy the better thing and not be able to get those accessories, but you're really investing more long-term and you're just saying, I'm going to be patient and get those other things later. So I can't do as much right away, but at least I've got the higher quality stuff. So his question, I'm looking to get into turning by buying either a Harbor Freight 10-inch lathe for 219 or the 12-inch for $100 more. If I buy the cheaper one, I'll have money left for chucks and other accessories. Any suggestions as to which I should get? I'm looking to spend no more than $350. I already have a set of traditional tools, but no grinder to sharpen them on. So that's a factor as well. I'm leaning towards the cheaper 10-inch lathe so that I could pick up the Rikon 8-inch slow-speed grinder for sharpening. I don't want to blow my whole wad on just... (laughs) Love that. uh, On just the lathe. And then no effective way of sharpening the tools. So... I think this is, you know, you could probably have this discussion in different tool categories and and the answer might be a little bit different. Uh, If you're talking about the lathe, we may have a different answer than if we were talking about, shoot, I don't know, a table saw maybe. Um, So let's address it specifically with a lathe. And I know you guys both turn more than I do. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do, I do it periodically and I'm very lucky to have a great lathe. I'm constantly turning. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so always who, who wants to take this one first? I know Shannon, you do the most turning here. You think well, you can get away I, with the Harbor Freight 10? Yeah. I mean, and I think Mark, you're actually a good example of the other end of things you, you've got. Um, and I don't know whether it was a sponsored tool or what. We don't want to get into that, but you've got a, a really nice lathe and of course it don't was a turn that much tool. on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, one has to ask, you know, do, do you, do you really need all of that power and the oh. variable speed and the anti-vibration that comes with that solid hunk of, of steel, you know, whereas most of the furniture style turning, you know, you're not really making bowls and a lot of art pieces and David Marks type stuff. A lot of the furniture style stuff ends up being spindles or smaller type things. Yeah. And a small lathe would be perfectly fine for you. Um, so wait, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying I don't deserve the lathe that I have? <laughs> I'm saying it all. Don't put words into my what? mouth, punk. Look, sometimes you get the urge to do the whole like Olympic style pommel horse action and that's what I do it on. So I need that it to be. a really good idea. I need it to be sturdy. Oh. <laughs> study under David Mark. So it's important to do various gymnastic yeah. things on your workbenches. And that's tools. right. That's where I learned it from. Well, you know what? You bring up an excellent point and I'll be the first to admit <laughs> that the size, the swing, the heft of that particular tool is lost on me. I don't, and you know, and I do reserve the right to one day go down that rabbit hole and start to get mm-hmm. into that stuff and I'll have what I need to do it. Um, but I had a good opportunity to get a really nice lathe and just have it there. It's not like it's going to go bad sitting there for a few years, but I, you know, when I do use it, I've got a very powerful system that I could take advantage of, but you're absolutely right. Everything that I turn for furniture could totally be done with a midi mini style lathe. I don't really need yeah. the capacity and the power. And I don't think you'll ever regret having that smaller lathe. 
You know, it, it's, it's always will find a, a purpose in your shop. Even if you do go down the turning rabbit hole and start doing really big stuff, it's always nice. It's kind of like the, you know, the reason a lot of people have multiple bandsaws, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a resaw bandsaw and a smaller one that you keep set up for, for turning. All and a sawmill time. bandsaw. That's right. Yeah. That's an extra, you know, extra large. One of those. There's, there's <laughs> log work, there's resawing, and then there's little reindeer, you know? Right. Um, and I mean, certainly we're getting into, you're further down the road there. You've gotten to the point where you're buying luxury items to support your habit, basically, is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. But I think when it comes to turning, you know, I've never turned on a Harbor Freight lathe, but 219 bucks as compared to the jet lathe that I bought, which I don't, if it was more, it was maybe $100 more. Um, that lathe has lasted me a decade now. Um, and I do not regret buying it. Um, so I, I don't know. I think you'd be all right. I do think you'll be missing a lot of stuff. Like you've got to have a sharpening system. You know, if you're going to spend all your money and then you can't afford a sharpening system, you're not going to be very good for very long. Right. Because those traditional tools, even the carbide tools, you know, they're going to go dull on you and your turning experience is going to be dramatically negative. From that point on, I don't care how good your technique is, how good your lathe is. If the tool is dull, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that at least you got to have the money to do that. Um, I don't know about the chucks and stuff like that right off the bat. I guess it really depends on what you want to turn. If you're definitely getting into to turn bowls, then yeah, you might want to chuck. And speaking for somebody that used a cheapo chuck for years, and then I used a really nice chuck, I didn't really know what I was missing. Um, I just thought that like, it was supposed to be somewhat taking my life into my hands with the cheaper chuck. It's supposed to be an element of risk that comes that it might come loose. That's all part when of I the used fun. a decent chuck. And I was like, Oh wow, that's really rock solid. Like, Holy crap. Yeah. You know, I've, I've really didn't know what I was missing. So there is something to be said about it getting a really nice chuck. But I think the cool thing about wood turning in general, is there's a lot of manufacturers and there is cheapo high end. And there is a middle ground as well. I don't think you have to spend five, $600 on a chuck. You know, you can get a decent middle of the road chuck as well. Yeah. Another thing to look out for, there's a lot of deals where the chuck comes included with the lathe. Keep an eye out for those. Yeah. Because that tends to be a pretty cheap chuck too. <laughs> so outside of the, the realm of the lathe, I think this answer could change. Would you, Matt, would you take the same approach that Shannon just did if we were talking about a table saw? And you're possibly, look. you have nothing, you know, so you're looking to maybe get a miter gauge, um, you know, some kind of other accessory for it. Would you take that same path? Uh, I guess it depends, again, on what you're doing. Uh, with a table saw, at least, there aren't a whole lot of accessories that you, like, have to buy that you can, like, make yourself or, like, I'm thinking, like, crosscut sled. Like, you could, like, go buy your fancy $300 miter gauge or you can just build yourself a crosscut sled. Mm-hmm. and do everything you could do on a mutter gauge with that sled in theory, but you don't have to spend the money on the mutter gauge. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. That's, it's going to be, it's a really hard question to answer because it's going to be different for everybody. And depending on the tools, like specifically if we go back to the lathe things, like I don't know anything about either of these lathes. I don't know if they're any, if they're good at all. Mm-hmm. But like if it's worth spending a hundred dollars more on the 12 inch lathe, because the potential lathe is a piece of junk. I don't, Right. Presumably it's not, but because <laughs> yeah, I mean but, that could be the problem too. Because there, there, there is a bottom like quality level where it's like no, 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 no. This is not worth it. It's it's going to be more frustration than it's worth. Exactly. But I guess you just don't know until you get some hands-on time with it. But I think with a lathe, eh, maybe I'm wrong. I would feel like a lathe is more likely just because of the sort of simplistic nature of what it does, and what it has to do. 
that it's more likely to be okay on a, on a cheaper variety. Yeah. 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 And also I mean, your, your centers could be turn. off, I suppose, but yeah, or it might and be then, too light, you know, so you're getting a little bit of uh, chatter and vibration maybe with those ones. You're probably gonna want to bolt them down anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The bench top, but, you know, I mean with a table saw, I mean that will quickly become the anchor of your shop. And, you know, you're going to, especially if that's all you have, you're going to be using it a lot. Um, <laughs> and I do think that there's some merit to, you know, you're not going to need a sharpening system. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, worse comes to worse, you buy a new blade. Otherwise, you send it back if you bought a really nice blade. I guess that is something, the upgrade of the blade. You know, we always hear that. First thing you do is throw out the factory blade and buy a new blade. But yeah. so I suppose that is one upgrade. But I can't really think of a whole bunch of accessories right off the bat that I would really need. You know, Matt yeah, brought it up. Going. You can make a crosscut sled. You know, do you, do you need that super super fancy aftermark miter gauge, miter gauge right away? I don't think so. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> of course. Or just use the yeah. stock one and get a miter set. Yeah, just keep yeah, the stock go. one and buy General Finish to seal a cell. That's right. <laughs> That's what you should do. <laughs> Everybody knows. Uh, all right. So hey, real quick, um, this might be fun to do. So I am watching the chat room. People don't know it. And uh, let's see, oh, there was actually a question. Yes, yeah, so I'll ask a, a question from someone here in the chat room. So Rodrigo Mesa, Mesa wants to know from Matt, what do you expect will be the effect of this winter on your mill? Are you worried about rust? People are really concerned about metal rusting for some reason and <laughs> my ability to paint stuff as quickly as possible. Um, I'm not really too worried about it. Winter is kind of an interesting time where the precipitation is frozen so unless I let it sit on the steel and let it melt and turn to water, it's not going to have a whole lot of effect on the rusting of the steel. So like this weekend, we got six inches of snow. I just went out there with a the leaf blower and blew all the snow off of it. So now it's just cold metal sitting out there. Mm-hmm. But until like the spring when it actually starts raining again, it's not going to be that big of a concern. So I do have time to still get the, the covers made for it and let a little roof on top of it and all that stuff. But I just, I don't worry about it. <laughs> I yeah. thought you did something. I thought you did some sort of like fancy bond to the metal type. I, I have that to... on the, the track and the carriage frame. I didn't okay. get the beam painted or as you'll see the, the guards painted, but the guards, I can take them off and paint them in the shop because they're smaller. Hmm. Well, I can get you a real good deal on the undercoating. Ooh, noise. <laughs> Hey, just FYI, if you're listening, we actually do record the show live every Monday. Uh, I don't know. Usually what? 4 p.m. Eastern. Typically it's around fun. that time. So if you do want to catch it live on, uh, on YouTube, it's actually youtube.com slash wood talk slash live. We should probably mention that once in a while. So a very small crowd, just given the time and the fact that we don't promote it. But if you're interested, we do do this live. Are there, are there more questions? Uh, there is one here. See things that people aren't used to asking questions and having them answered. So it doesn't happen, but well, I guess you're, the second ago, like, Hey, I wonder if anyone's was watching this because I'm not paying attention to it at all. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Kevin Hoppenwath says, hey guys, trying to make a sacrificial fence, what type of wood should I use? Plywood or what? what? Sacrificial wood. Yes. Yeah. Sacri- any <laughs> wood virgin wood. Really care about it. <laughs> ah. da, da, da. There you go. Yeah, that should be our show title, Virgin Wood. Uh, uh, honestly, any sheet good is, is good in my opinion because it's a sacrificial fence, which means you need it to be flat. So, and you might want, you're going to wind up clamping it or bolting it to your fence anyway. So as long as it 
you know, is fairly consistent thickness, you'll be able to conform it to the fence. Um, but I think plywood or MDF or something like that is a much better material than, than picking up a piece of solid wood, which you'd probably want to mill first. Uh, and, you know, it seems a, a waste to use it for that. So I would go with any kind of scrap sheet good that you might have a proper dimension, get that thing on the fence and you'll be good to go. Um, I think that's really about it. Someone is asking. Ebony. Definitely ebony. Yes, please. A giant piece of ebony. <laughs> and make sure you collect all the dust, add a little CA glue, and you got another ebony stick right there. Oh, <laughs> You're right. Love it. Together. <laughs> yeah, those are good for resale. But you have to create an ebony mold. You have to create a mold to make your ebony, and that should be used something yes. just as rare. You know, Brazilian rosewood mold to create your ebony. <laughs> right. Your I ebony like fiberboard, essentially. There, there you get no complaints about that. That's for sure. Not at all. Okay. Well, let's close this one off. Thanks for listening, everybody. And again, we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks. So hope you have a wonderful holiday, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. And we will see you on January 2nd. And Shannon, you want to give them that contact info? We'll get out of here. Merry New Year. Let's see. If you have comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can show up live and ask them. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Or... If you're not cool enough to have nothing to do in the middle of a Monday afternoon, <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail on Skype. You can find us there at Wood Talk. Uh, no, sorry. I, I, I blew it. Wood Talk Online. Wood Talk Online. What's the name of the show? I don't know. Not Wood Talk or, Online anymore. You can, you can call us. Call It's probably better to call us. 623-242-5180. Go to woodtalkshow.com slash contact and fill out the little form. Or go to our website at woodtalkshow.com and leave a comment in the show notes. And yeah. It's all you. good, baby. So this Thanks is it. for supporting us. Yeah, this is it, guys. Last show for 2016. Uh, it's been an interesting year. A lot of changes this year. <laughs> right? Yep. Is that a good interesting or a bad interesting? <laughs> Let's just say it's been a lot more work. It's been, <laughs> it's been rewarding, but we most certainly have created a lot more work oh. for ourselves. And you know what? I got to say, I, I, I was very apprehensive about the Patreon thing to begin with. It was something that I hesitated. We got into it late because of my sort of personal apprehensions about it. But I think it opened up some doors for us, allowed us, again, a lot of work, but it allowed us to do some things that uh, we weren't able to do before um, and gives a little structure to things and goals and stuff like that. So I I think it's really cool and I want to thank everybody who's jumped on board to help us out with that. And I really think moving forward in 2017, I just uh, see more good things coming out of that, you know, and for a show as old as this one, (laughs) you know, it's kind of cool to be able to still get that kind of support and people to essentially speak with their wallet to let us know, Hey, we like this enough to, we want to see you guys keep doing it. And I think, it, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't want to be shallow about it cause it's not about the money per se, but when you like when you, you really know someone cares when a stranger pulls out money to give you a couple bucks to say, yes, please keep doing this. And it, it just means a lot to us. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so appreciate much. That. Ah, Daniel Stark says, keep the Instagram stories coming. You guys do Instagram stories. I know Matt does. I do, yeah. I keep forgetting the features there. I I usually have just uploaded something on Instagram going, oh, I should have done that as a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a slow learner. I'm going to do one right now. How about that? Ready? So everyone can oh, watch this. I'm ready. We're doing Wood wow. Talk, and I'm doing an Instagram story. Look, he has a new <laughs> Apple iPhone to announce. <laughs> there we go. Nice. That's my new story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next year. Yeah, bye. Merry New Year. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.